when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, and this is part two of this week's The The One Show Show, the podcast that stares at TV's The One Show on your behalf and then pulls it apart like a hungry grizzly bear going through a hiker's campsite. As ever, if you haven't listened to part one of this week's episode, why not go back and do so? Otherwise, this podcast might make about as much sense as the actual One Show, which is none. My guest today, writer, critic, Julia Rayside, and regular The The One Show Showa, Mark Haynes. But the wider point about having people on who can't spoil the shows they're on, they even did it with another, they did it with another show this week, but I forget which one. It was It was that the two doctors, the brothers, the Van Tulliken brothers, who did a show about children. Oh my, let's talk about Planet Child. Well, we will. Oh, but before that, but they said, without giving anything away, like, what did your programme conclude? It's like, do you, do you have to get over this problem of having people on who then can't reveal anything about their shows? Yeah. Like, don't do this. Yep. It's awful. Again, questions they can't answer. It's what did you make of the premise of Planet Child? It's fucking terrifying. Yes. But this got you thinking because you wanted to do the experiment here in the UK. And so you decided to put it to the test. And here's the moment you told the children what you wanted them to do. To get to the London Eye, the children must use their navigation skills to cross the central London park, then find and board the right bus to take them to their destination, three miles across the capital. But there's a catch they don't yet know. You are going to go on your own without mum and dad. Um, I don't want to basically got these tiny children they must have been what eight months old <laughs> in a park sat around a bench going right you're going to get on a tube now on your own and your parents the, aren't the coming the basic like, thing is, is saying let's, let's make these children uh, yeah. autonomous and independent let's see if they can manage it because so there's examples from Japan where yeah. like a seven year old was on the That's tube right. every day yeah. going to school and blah 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 Japanese culture is entirely different where people are respectful yeah. and nice I mean you do do it in London I mean, <laughs> if you walk through London with a baby maybe four less people will spit in your face <laughs> I mean, but the, four um, fewer you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the basic premise is can kids get from A to B on public transport yeah. and I really wanted them to come back and then go well uh, can you tell us how the kids got on and the, one of those blokes had just gone 
all of those children have gone missing. <laughs> we don't know where any of them are. We're still looking and we're still hopeful. The idea of sending four or five-year-olds across London. They had this interactive map of where they had to go. They said, well, they're going to go from this park to the London Eye no. yeah. on their own no. and they've got to get a chance. And I'm, as a parent, I'm going, they're not. They are <laughs> yeah, absolutely they're under not. no circumstances. I barely let our seven-year-old go to the kitchen on her own <laughs> because there are knives on the way. No fucking way. Absolutely <laughs> It didn't sit, it didn't sit easy. And again, and again, Belle's anger did bubble up because at one point there was just a, there was a very again like it was all just behind the the, the facade of you know I'm a lively presenter. But the, she just said something about yes, it still depends on your upbringing, doesn't it? And sort of you know what your views are on that. And she's clearly very angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the it was, there's no use to this, right? Mm. So if you're going to send children of that age out to do something up a chimney, <laughs> I mean, yeah, something some of money. value. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, they weren't on their own because of course there were cameras men everywhere yeah. the bus was that they had to get was rigged with cameras so clearly they're being you know scrutinised every step of the way yeah. and yeah. there are a crew around and they know they're not on their own because they're surrounded by people every yeah. single one so of those kids experiment isn't a like useful mobile kids they basically said to those kids okay we want you to get from A to B I can't believe that the kids wouldn't just go, well, instead of that, I'm just going to go to the zoo. And, you know, so there is a certain amount of them having to sort of go, no, 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 don't buy a load of tango. Right? No, 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 you've got to get on the bus. I just want to eat quavers, I've got three quid. You know, it would just, it, it seemed like a sort of fictionalised yeah. piece of work. But we don't know because, as it you say, we can't see any of it. No, no. We can't see it at all. No. What's the sort of lesson behind that? that I think it's just a way us? to scare you know, Middle England into looking after their children better. Better or something? I don't know. I got the feeling that Matt was a bit scared of travelling in London. Oh, I, I think, think? He, I think he would have thought it's all full of like drug addicts and transvestites. <laughs> he only likes the country. Doesn't side. like it at all. I might yeah. get my trousers dirty on public transport. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just can't have a good chat, can you? <laughs> yeah, no, not on this fucking show, Nico. No, because he's, he's he lives in the countryside, obviously, because he does he does country file. So he, he, the, the city clearly upsets and disturbs. He him. was very keen to plug the ratings for country yeah. file, wasn't he? To Stephen Did he Graham. say they beat they beat Line, Line of, of Duty? Duty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and <sighs> Angelica Bell had to do her thing and stepping in again and just going, just shut and be quiet about that. Will you stop just going on about Country it? File? I'll go to that one. Very good. Great. I lived there. Also Country File Live in Castle Howard. Oh, no. Or, uh, oh, Palace oh, Hill, love a love a bit of Country File, me on a Seriously, Seriously, line of duty figures are almost up to what we get on Country File. Anyway, you can find out more information on Carfest and get tickets at bbc.co.uk forward slash pudsy. It's a little bit like sort of going, you know, there's more McDonald's are sold than meals at the Ritz every day. <laughs> I mean, it's great. You, you've got more ratings, good. How many people actually actively engage with that show? But here's Kate Thornton with oh, some no. magic. <laughs> Hello, T-Tossers. This is Mark. Apologies for the interruption. This is a matter of huge importance. I've been putting the clips into this episode. And when I just put this clip in, I noticed something that none of us noticed when it went out on telly. After Matt has boasted to Stephen Graham about Country Files ratings, everybody goes, ooh. And there's a slight pause and you can hear someone say wanker. And it was directed to Matt. So let's have a little listen to that piece again. Find out more information on Carfest and get tickets at bbc.co.uk forward slash pudsy. And now I've isolated the bit that I think is a woman saying wanker. Carfest and get tickets. Wanker on the one show. We now return you to the rest of today's excellent podcast, Wanker. 
Um, on the Michelle Gale thing as well, she brought them a gift, didn't she? she... Can I give you? A, can you give a present? Oh, oh you come very This is a Ron Weasley wand. Oh, is that oh, for you? Oh, Michelle, thank you. And this very is much. the Hermione wand. Oh, thank you. Oh, my word. Do some That's magic. Beautiful. These are all um, part of our merchandise. They're all being carved out of wood, as you can see. And, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're pretty special. She brought oh, them a wand. Hand carved wooden wands yeah, from which, the play. And yeah. Matt said, uh, well, I won't waft it. Uh, <laughs> just in case we drop off air. I won't waft it yet, just in case we drop off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so eh? Eh? What do you, what do you, what? Such is my power. <laughs> I won't waft it in case we drop if, off air. If that's what the ones do, I'm buying one. <laughs> they, looked, they looked surprised. And that was, an, that was an example of him like really just going off script and winging it because yeah. they genuinely looked quite surprised, like chilled, like Kate Thornton being shown a magic trick. They were yeah. like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think Matt as well would sort of go, this seems dangerous. Pagan. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I, I do not like this. I'm he dabbling knows, with the dark arts. He knows the ways of the country. You don't you don't take a bit of a tree and then not pay the price. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a film which I let out a, a genuine gasp of surprise mm. as John Richardson <laughs> <laughs> in his kitchen with Lucy Beaumont. Yep, worth saying former one show presenter John Richardson. Yeah, well, he's done yeah, a few I had yeah. forgotten, um, yeah, yeah, but there he was in his kitchen with yep. Lucy. And so it was a film Both about... Both stand-up comedians. Both stand-up comedians, yeah. yeah. Uh, funny Mummies. So you're going to be performing live stand-up comedy. Yeah. How does your daughter feel about it? I have been trying out the material on her. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't gone down very well. Wasn't it? It was funny a funny mummies. It was a court, but that was great premise. Say I thought, it, okay. it's a lovely thing to roll funny around. Funny mummies. Funny mummies. Funny mummies. <laughs> Let's play kiss chase. Funny mummies. <laughs> <laughs> John Holmes's funny mummy kiss chase. <laughs> What's that niche channel you were talking about? Because I'm going pitching. <laughs> Coming to Great Yarmouth Pier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that but... podcast is starting next week. <laughs> <laughs> but crucially, on all the mummies to have postnatal depression, just, just like in this film. If, so if they don't before, they will fucking after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. I, I always get a bit tetchy about things like this, which is there's a funny thing that's just come over the last 10 years. What stand up as ther- therapy? Stand up as being a thing that anyone can do. Oh, anyone and can do it, Mark. It's pissy. I, I did look at that. And <laughs> Apart I from you who quit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they sort of went, so these mums have got two months to write a fucking working opera. I you thought know, you must you say, I've got two months to live, but in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I also thought, I don't think there's a great idea that you take a lot of people who are very emotionally unstable and then put them in an industry where there's only emotionally <laughs> unstable people. <laughs> you know, and babies. Yeah, That's yeah, the other yeah, thing. Yeah. Every stand-up you'll ever meet is a big play. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want to do. You know, she was saying a lot of her personal depression had come on because she felt like, you know, she she wasn't doing a good enough job. I, I think that is the thing that a lot of new mums obviously feel yeah. and it's not rooted in reality at all. I would say if you spend two months writing a stand-up gig when you've got a child, there is a certain amount of time you do have to yourself. Yes. And I did slightly sort of think, do you have to do stand-up? Go for a walk. Yeah. Go for a walk. Don't I don't worry. associate it as a career with, for, sorry, sorry, present company included. <laughs> <laughs> like people with really high self-esteem don't need to go on stage and go, love me, no. oh God, please love me. No, I, I, I thought it was weird. They didn't really show any of the comedy either. This no. was very telling, isn't it? Mm. I, I thought that because it, the whole premise was, these are new mums trying out stand-up. Yeah. But all the clips they had 
were just too... In fact, I wrote... Just the, coming off stage. The joke down. The, the joke? The <laughs> sentence that they had, which was where the, the one they in, interviewed, so the main one who'd taken part in this who, call... Who seemed, by the way, absolutely delightful and funny oh, and sparky. Course, they were you know. charming. Yeah, absolutely. But, but she, they wrote... I wrote it down. She said, Mamma Mia. And that's telling your mother you've arrived. Mamma Mia. And that's telling your mother you've arrived. No, no, that, that joke... Was that was Lucy Beaumont. Was it? That's, that's even worse. That's a professional standard. Oh, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand. What does it mean? In her accent, Mam Amia. Mam Amia. She's northern. Mamma mia. I just didn't get that. Mam, I even watched Mam, it three I'm times. And I, Christ, I was like, John. where's the joke there? He's so London-centric, he can't even understand a northern <laughs> accent. <laughs> well, well, if that was Lucy's joke, and she's a professional, that yeah. would explain why the others were literally two words each. I think they sort of went... I, think I liked one, it, Lucy. The one... <laughs> Hi, Lucy. Would you like to come on the podcast? <laughs> I've got a kiss waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the one line I think they, they played was just a, a mother saying, you're always frazzled, aren't you? And then it cut, and that was it. Yeah, oh, just a God. statement. I mean, it just... Hello. Oh, this is horrible. I've done that thing where you phone at work, and you think, what can I say, what can I say? And it's a bit gripey, something I ate. And then we'll actually say something like, I've got a dicky tummy. <laughs> so I'd love to stay, but I've got a dicky tummy. I've got a dicky tummy. Yeah. And that was, that was it. That was all they you showed us. You weren't allowed that. to hear the fully formed jokes. No, it'd be great yeah. if it had a filthy punchline. There's <laughs> no way of putting but, it but Which I mean, I've uh, got a dick. Don't finish the thought, John. <laughs> Why did they give this to Lucy Beaumont and not you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could have done it in my Birmingham-style accent. Yeah. It would have been fine. Um, Matt said uh, at the end of it, uh, it's a very good way of getting over issues like that. <laughs> That's a very way of getting over issues like that, isn't it? Now, uh, oh bless the best. Is so it they're just oh, out of the, the, the one. The qualification for doing the one show is even if you're someone you know with, with a brain. Mel Gedroich, I think, is going to do some standing in. You know, some mm. really smart people are doing it sometimes. Um, we're waiting you, for the call. Yeah, <laughs> you play you play down any kind of empathy or, or, or sort of like you know brain power you have, and you just mustn't understand human beings no. or anything to do with no. being in the world. <laughs> just, just pretend you're a newborn baby. You just. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing I find about it is coming off it, I think everyone at this table could have had, you know, probably has had some experience of someone who has had postnatal depression yep. or someone yeah, who yeah. has depression. And yep. there's a funny thing there where they refuse to sort of go, actually, yeah, you know, I, I had a friend who went through exactly that and she found the best thing was just, just sort of going, now that is a brilliant way to do Because it's too deep. That. It's too, you can't reveal anything about yourself. No. It's just you've got to just seem out of your depth in all circumstances. Yeah. This, this show ended golden. really well, I thought, because they, they, they were doing a little piece about the... I was about to say anniversary. It's not quite the right word. 20 years since the uh, nail bombings that happened across Uh, London against uh, three distinct groups of minorities. I arrived in Old Compton Street. I don't remember seeing anything inside. I then looked around the ground in front of it and there were bits of chairs, bits of glass. Part of the blast had obliterated the front of the pub. There was a whole group of people that needed care and I needed to take a team in and start helping those. I can still remember the emotions that I went through, the fear, the anxieties, the anger that somebody had the ability and the the will to make this happen and so much suffering. 
and I, I'd watched the, the little piece they put together. A couple of things really stuck out for me. I mean, it was only 20 years ago, and yet the cameras that the news crews were using at the time are worse than your phones. It looks like yeah. a million years ago. Yeah, 20 years is a long time. Really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really nicely put together piece. They talked to people who were affected by it. They showed, um, you know, footage of the time. And I, I turned to my wife at the end, I said, the nicest thing about that, I said, is they didn't at any point mention the bomber's name. And as I said Good. the word name, it appeared on <laughs> oh, the screen God. saying David Copeland was oh, arrested for no. it. It's like, guys, yeah, you were yeah. so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would that. have been great, yeah. wouldn't it? But then it? they had the um, London Gay Men's Chorus. They sang a, a, a song and it was... It was really moving. Really nice. It was great. They and can I, do that sometimes, They can. They? And it was a really nice way of... I, I, I just... There was a part of me that went, why isn't this how every night's telly ends? The London Gay Men's Chorus come out, yeah. they sing you a song. Because yeah. they were all so full of like happy, positive energy and they yeah. sang really nicely. And now performing one of the songs they'll be singing at the vigil outside the Admiral Duncan tomorrow. Here are the London Gay Men's Chorus with Abba's The Way Old Friends Do. It sort of ended, and I was like, that was a really nice end. And I sort of forgot the badness that had gone you before. You didn't feel bleak like you usually do after the one <laughs> no, show. No, no. I felt hollow positively uplifted. Great Big Owl. What? Great Big Owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's Rule of Three. That's us. <laughs> there's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's oh, nowhere else nice. you would find a, a four or five minute film about Pine Martins. Yes. Without a sight of one Pine Martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Oh, uh, gooch, gooch, chooch. Yeah. Remember that lovely one. And there's Smirsh Pod. Could you eat first? I think we know. <sighs> well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting. Great Big Owl. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> I, what I, was, and I, I find fascinating about when they end on music, and they did it last week with a sort of uh, mariachi guitar mm-hmm. duo yeah. and everything else. The timings are impeccable because they, they as presenters, you know, it's easy to mock them, isn't it? But actually, to get that timing it's right... It's actually quite hard, and you have to be oh, very yeah. good, actually, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is is very difficult. And they, they but with things like the London Choir, so they rehearsed, obviously, so you know it, how long it is. But mm. they have to hit that outro yeah. for BBC One. Yeah. So the presenter has to go to them at the exact second and, and back timing all of that in the sort of chaos of the one show is bloody <laughs> yeah. difficult. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm and always they must impressed have people when rabbiting it, in their yeah, ears. Yeah, when, it, when they end job. it right on yeah. right on time, like that, right to the last note. Yeah. But that's why they keep it shallow. You can't you can't follow a train of thought if you're a one show presenter. You must just hop from one thing to the next. Yeah, without, and even when like, Angelica Bell tries to say something that's not in script, yeah. it, it soon gets shot down. There, was, there was one yeah. proper clangor that they did, and it was on Wednesday's show, and it was a proper handbrake turn. They had Alex Horn and Greg Davis were on, uh, on the Vicky McClure show, and they were talking about Taskmaster, and yeah. they were talking at one point about Alex Horn's father was a bird watcher, and Alex Horn was doing some sort of hilarious, non-good bird noises. <laughs> so Greg Davis basically said, Alex can do any bird noise, uh, so do you want to name one? And Matt was straight in there like, Willow Wobbler? And Alex <laughs> went, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Like that. And, ah, we all laughed and so then Matt was going cuckoo and he was going ah! and go, ah, parrot ah! and it faded out and went into a video about a man who had saved a woman from a burning building but again if he was sitting at home going they've made this film about me but the best moment in my life where I was given a medal by the fire brigade who oh, no. turned me down when I was a young man because I saved a woman's life how does it build up to it ah! Ah! crow ah! <laughs> <laughs> but first, some real-life drama. Here's the story of one man who put his life on the line, and it wasn't in the line of duty. Cuckoo. <laughs> as soon as that door shut, it was just pitch black with smoke. All I could hear, the woman screaming. We just like, scream, scream, scream. Matt, by the way, loves a parrot. I learned that this week. He does love a parrot. So he likes ma- magic at weddings and a parrot. Yeah, he likes it. <laughs> I wonder which parrot it is that he likes. It was was this in the 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 worst call out for a show. So they do these call outs at the is beginning. Is this the line of duty call out? Because yeah. that was the worst one. I have really? never seen anything like it. It's amazing. So they do a you know, send us your pictures of whatever, right? And this one was Have you ever shot a collie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just the call out was because if you watch Line of Duty, the mystery is is who is playing H. Yeah. Right? yeah. Is or, the who shot or, JR or, or H as yeah. everyone insists on saying. Yeah. So who's playing H? And and he turned the camera he just went, Oh that's a call out. Uh who is your H? What? <laughs> and what? It, and it, and like, everyone's asking. And who everyone is goes, H? What? And then he explains it. He said, it could be your husband, Harry. 
Could be oh. a hamster. Like a uh, could be your could be could even be a hair dryer. <laughs> you're just you asking doing, people to send pictures of things beginning with H. Are you doing what a psychic show? We can back. all join in with. Yeah. Who's H? That's the, that's the question again. Yeah. Who's H? Who? Yeah. Who's H? Well, that is that is that's a, actually that's our a good, call out this that's evening. A good question. Who we is thought H? about this. Who yeah. do you reckon yeah. H is? It's a massive part of the storyline right now. So we are asking you tonight. Who is your age? Yeah, it could be husband Harry. It could be hamster, <laughs> hammy. Could even be a hairdryer. If it begins with itch and it's made a difference in your life, then please send us a picture and tell us the reasons why to the usual places. You've mentioned Hannah, so that's she is your age. Yes, very nice. That was smooth. That one. Like, yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah, it seems incredible. God. It was quite astonishing. But yeah, it, it, and they it, always run out of time, and they always insist on printing them out, sticking them on cardboard, and oh. holding them in up. a red frame. Why? Red frame. We talked about this last week, uh, and we're all deciding if. It, in your life, generally, now, we should all refer to moments that you want to treasure forever as your red frame moments. Red, yes, yes. <laughs> Very yeah, good. That was Tom like Bryce's it. idea. Very good. Nice. Uh, they did on Wednesday, Greg Davis uh, and Alex Horn set the uh, the call out, which was, do you have a flamboyant <laughs> clock? <laughs> okay, that's brilliant. And, it was. <laughs> and the, the clocks that came in were appalling and funny. And it was... What, what, so, did you say clock? <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got all these dick pics. <laughs> But that one I mean, is flamboyant. We have to hold them yeah. up. <laughs> also, Alex, we have a, a task uh, that you would like to introduce to our audience. Tonight. Yes, I what, would. What would you like? Matt, well, in our show, we ask the contestants to bring in some of their own possessions as the prize, because that way we don't have to pay for the prizes, don't we? Guys? That's right, that means Save it's all budget. free. Yeah, a lot cheaper. <laughs> uh, so it's things like most 80s item or most surprising thing from your bathroom or yeah. worst present from a named relative, most flamboyant clock, that sort of thing. So we want the one-shower viewers... Is it one-shower? It is, isn't it? Wait, the yeah. one-shower... Were they known as one showers? Anyone who watches? I've made a mistake. I made a little mistake. (laughs) (laughs) You really doubled down on the mistake, though. Are you good boy? Come on, good boy. Very good boy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we like the sound of the most flamboyant clock. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I think one showers would all have a flamboyant. I think you want to call it a clocker. The, the thing about that is you have some guests come in for one show that they probably sort of like you know, arrived the hour before and they do a better call out than 16 people on a team have managed <laughs> yeah. in a year. Really simple and it really worked. We Funny. haven't even talked about the best bit of the the whole week, which is when, who is that poor guy, Justin, they send out on like, you know, the roving reporter guy? Oh, poor Justin. Yeah, and they, yeah, he yeah, came yeah. and did a bit about something. I've already forgotten what it is. I only saw it moments ago. And then they said, oh, and we'll see you later. And Matt kind of did a little knowing chuckle. And then sure enough, they brought him back to talk about to list some festivals you might like to go to in the coming summer if you're with That's your family. Right. Yeah. And they made him dress up as like someone who'd just fallen out of the Hacienda <laughs> in like 1989. <laughs> like that little flowery little mank hat and a kind of wellies and a parka. But just over just what, exactly why? what he'd been wearing before. And yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Because that said festival apparently just to put him in a, you know, it, and, and they just, they bully the shit out of him. <laughs> I can't remember he said something and Angelica, I know he pronounced something. I know that's right. He was sitting next to Charlene Spiteri she had talked about her awful festival where rich people bring their cars and rev their engines at each other but it makes money for children needs so whatever um, and they didn't mention Chris Evans when they showed the little VT of that because they can't yeah, now because he's left that was, that was really noticeable the car fest is his thing yeah and but they it's, didn't even mention it's still him. going on yeah. because of children need right yeah and Chris, Chris has left Radio 2 and so all the rest it's of such it. a hard thing to promote when they couldn't mention but him but she mentioned him yeah and they deliberately skirted oh, around oh yeah we do. He, he's yeah. dead to us now she said something like Chris couldn't, couldn't, couldn't speak last year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was so moved by the 
children for children in yeah. need. Chris couldn't. Chris, who? And of That's course, the good thing is that fifty percent of the profits yeah. are going to children in need. Wow. Well, do you know what? This so, so last year we always have lots of people come on and like the families talk about what the money's done for their children yeah. and how it's yeah. helped the families. It's just absolutely fantastic. What you know to see that and it gets really emotional as well you know you've been there it's like yeah, it, it gets really emotional Chris couldn't speak last year yeah, yeah, I had course, to like talk yeah. to the family because he was literally like look welling up yeah. and it's good because it's done with a lot of love from everybody from all yeah. the bands or everyone that takes part in it it's just it's amazing it's really good yeah. well Carfest sounds like it's going to be another vintage year yeah. but then, not it, but then there was him. a clip of him you're right he was in, in the VT again yeah. quickly move on yeah. but but so they talked about the festivals thing poor old Justin comes on his fucking idiotic wardrobe decision and um, he pronounces a town in Scotland as Moffat yes and Charlene goes Moffat Moffat and corrects him how about the Eden Festival up in Scotland near Moffat. That's the 6th to the Moffat. 9th of June. How do you pronounce it? Moffat. Moffat. And like, then everyone's just fucking bullying him. Yeah. Dress in these clothes, you scumbag. <laughs> Say that word again so we can all laugh. He's like, dude, what did he do to them? Like, he's Justin's such a just, nice if guy. I'm stop you there, stand up because I'm going to punch you in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to see what I'm... they do to him next week. It's like, oh, you really, there's a campaign of bullying him. The film he was presenting, wasn't it about renting white goods for your oh, kitchen? Oh, that was fascinating. Someone over and over again explaining the difference between renting and purchasing. Yeah. And the way, <laughs> it was amazing. And the, this was another handbrake turn for me because <laughs> they came out of um, uh, talking about Stephen Graham's new Channel 4 drama, uh-huh. uh, where which is a Shane Meadows thing. So, gotcha. so you know, hard-hitting subject. So they were talking about what it was about and they said, you know, so it's, it's alcoholism. Uh, it deals with the alcoholism and um, the loss of a child. Anyway, here's Justin uh, with a way of fitting out your kitchen with appliances in a way that most people thought had been disposed of decades ago. <laughs> what, what do you think? That's, that's their thing of going, put something in. And if you type in, like, dead child, it brings up discarded fridge. Right? <laughs> it was nuts. It and then you so go, right, put that one in. And, and also it was fridge. weirdly, because they talked to the owner of one of these companies and slightly held it to task about how when you've paid £2 a week for your washing machine, it ends up costing you twice as much or whatever. And then, and then they interviewed two kind of sample families households who'd signed up to this company who did this weird kind of advertorial for how it's changed their lives and put a massive smile on my face oh my washing machines but a huge uh, smile on my face like, this is weird there's no one like you're not interviewing anyone no, who they, said I got into terrible debt it, it was I, a commercial for that company very, because very the, weird if you're watching the one show and you are struggling with your incomers you yeah. know we've talked about this before a lot of the one show's demographic are people on low incomes that's how it works yeah. and that's who they're aiming at so it literally was saying to them so why don't you so do this and weird. get in touch with this they company they did exactly yeah. that on the Wednesday show where they had a, a big piece about salmon farming. And <laughs> of course, again, again, it's an issue, look, it's look, important. I don't own a million salmon. I don't know many people who own a million salmon. How I many don't have know, you got? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've got none. <laughs> I don't know anyone who has a, a tank that is the same size as three Olympic swimming pools that yeah. they're wondering what to do with it. Well, there's a new salmon thing and they go and do this for 15 minutes. And there's lots of criticism of farmed salmon. And the reason is you get lice infestation, they get into the wild and they've decimated Britain's salmon population. Now, 
they had one person on this video where they went to this salmon farm who's revolutionising it. He had a thing called a fish pump. They said, we get the little <laughs> fish out, we're using a fish pump, and then they go into this big pool. The fish pump is a plastic tube that the fish were just being sucked down, <laughs> oh right? God. Calling a it a fish hoover. pump. Was, it was like a fish hoover. It was exactly <laughs> like a fish hoover. And the fish were all like twisting round and they were smashed up together. And everyone was going, look, look how great of this is. If you'd have done that with dogs, you'd have been in prison for 10 years right? <laughs> fish fuck them I can't believe we haven't had a John Holmes's fish hoover joke yet I'm sitting here waiting for it nothing now nothing. they had one bloke on changed <laughs> within you, you so have John well done <laughs> within this piece they had one bloke appear in the middle for 20 seconds so they go this is brilliant it's revolutionised industry this is a great way to get cheap salmon cut to a guy and he said well it sounds good doesn't it but it's not actually very good it's ultimately a business and the way they make a profit is by cramming as many salmon together in these tanks as possible where they literally spend their lives swimming around in endless circles. Sean believes the whole industry has a serious sustainability problem. Salmon are carnivorous fish, they eat other fish and so what we're seeing is that the oceans are being fished empty of smaller fish they're being ground up and then fed to factory farm salmon. And if we carry on at the rate we are, literally the oceans are going to be fished empty by 2050. But Tue is adamant he's making fish farming more sustainable. The ocean will be empty in 2015. Whoa! They then went back to do another five minutes where this farm was going, isn't it great? Isn't it brilliant? They cut back to the studio. They've got some salmon that Alexander... Ale and, oh, Christ! Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> Bell has produced. And they all sit there eating it going, mm, nummy, nummy, nummy. <laughs> and this bloke is like a Let's ghost. they extinct. Like Does anyone else remember that bloke saying the ocean would be empty <laughs> in literally 30 Isn't years? He's standing behind them mm. in like a southwestern, shaking is only, his head. This is only 16 pounds a kilo. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Well, Joey's here and he's brought along some of the indoor uh, produced salmon from that very plant in Denmark to try. And thankfully, we've got a chef here. I know. Who has Is that the only reason much... why you want me here on the sofa? Yeah, well, you did a cheesecake yesterday, didn't you? You prepared the salmon tonight. So, yeah. what have you done with this then? So, just pan fried it slightly, you know, a mm. um, bit of seasoning because I wanted to keep the fresh of the fish in it so you could taste it. And we're going to just add a bit of lemon and uh, see what you think. <laughs> have, you, have you all lost your fucking mind? <laughs> thankfully, we did have an eco piece, which was McDonald's paper straws. Oh, my oh. God. And they went out and it's everybody. It's the cows that are killing the planet, not the straws, you dicks. And this one. Everyone was slagging off the paper straws. So they had Vox Pops in Chapel Market in Islington. Yeah. And there were a, a woman, a sort of, I wrote down what she said. What do you think about McDonald's and big companies telling us how to behave? I don't think it's their right, to be fair. I think people are entitled to their own rights, what they want to do. And if they want to use plastic straws, they can use plastic straws. If they want to use paper straws, they can use paper straws. I think they should be an option, at least. Since they've come out, I take the cap off and drink it out of the cup now. Whoever made this a rule, you are stupid, because it's the dumbest thing ever. This is someone in London. I can't believe that, Mark. Comes back to an expert who says McDonald's just haven't explained themselves to the customer at all well. They use 1.8 million plastic straws a day and everyone is moaning, going, they're that paper straw. Oh, my God. Fuck off. I don't want to right? share the planet with these people. McDonald's, Get rid of them. McDonald's should have said something to me. Fuck off. Right? Sorry, are you the chairman of McDonald's? No? Then pipe the fuck down. If McDonald's want to shut all their restaurants for good from tomorrow, what are you going to do about it? You're going to have a cry. It's up 
to them. They're giving you a paper straw. Jesus. Stop crying. So it was a really weird thing of going, salmon, oh, it's terrible, apparently. No, it's great. McDonald's, paper straw. Mm-hmm. Get, get, cutting down on single-use plastic. Fucking shit. Well, because they're not allowed going to, on? Well, they're, they're the BBC, they're not allowed to have a clear stance on anything, are they? So they just have to be a bit vague and confused about absolutely everything. One thing I did notice, a few weeks ago, they did a big uh, thing about opening up your own Subway franchise, where they were like, <laughs> yeah. you know... With a salmon farm out the back. Guys, guys, leave your jobs, because you want to open up a Subway franchise. What? That's, they were huge on it. Yeah. In the back of the McDonald's shot in Chapel Market, they had a prominent Subway sign. How can they work with all these brands? I thought they were here, like, strict laws. Everyone was slagging off McDonald's, but in the Whoa. background is a Subway sign, and they're going, yeah, McDonald's are really this, McDonald's are really that. If you are a cameraman, one of the basic things you're going to do when you work for the BBC is not do a shot that has advertising in the background. Yeah, they all know how to do that. I'm not saying it's dodgy. I'm not saying that the, the BBC head honchos are sitting there with their meatball marinaras <laughs> smeared all over their greedy pig faces. I am not saying that. I'm saying it seemed unusual that Subway was prominently displayed when they yeah. were going, isn't McDonald's shit? Wow. Weird. It's all part of the subliminal Kate Thornton in the background magic tricks, you see. It's all part of the same thing. There was an odd bit. I Because I've not seen Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Okay, mm. so I, I, I didn't know what Neither the plot was. Neither have I. No idea. Uh, but then there was a, a photograph. Because apparently it's when, uh, well, the quote, well, I think she said it's when Harry, Hermione and Ron are in their 40s. Yeah, they've got kids. And have uh, and have children. And I was thinking, that is a threesome I did not see <laughs> coming. Although, you know, they're, they're under... a modern blended family, uh, yeah, Threes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are so pleased with yourself for that. It's because <laughs> when I picture it in my, face, in my head, it's also got the word anus at the end, <laughs> which is sort of an added little free song to that all, joke. And all the best. Best words have. <laughs> um, but then, then, and then um, uh, Michelle Gale said, well, that's it, you see, for, for uh, things have moved on. I, I was like, yes, Hermione's black now. <laughs> <laughs> and then her own child, she was quoting her own child saying, um, are you as clever as the real Hermione? Yeah. And stuff uh, at her. She said, so we, oh, that was funny with my child. And then uh, Belle asked the same question. Yeah, I know. She, she, she had the same answer twice. I'm telling you, she's yeah. not listening. She wants it too much. She's not listening. She yeah. can't, she's got to calm down. Just take it down a few notches. But my seven-year-old <laughs> is Harry Potter mad. He had to go to, to book day as Ron Weasley. Oh. I mean, he's Harry Potter mad. So um, he said to me, I'm going to play Hermione, I told him. And he went, mm, are you as clever as Hermione, Mum? <laughs> Cheeky little thing. So said, of course I'm clever. <laughs> so I'm he very has, clever. So he has his own image of what Hermione is like. and it's just... He loves Hermione. He knows everything about her. So he knows that she's super clever. So he's like... Mm, are you quite that clever, Mum, though? Are you as clever as Hermione? <laughs> oh. But she also did this sort of weird misstep, because that was, I remember it being quite big news at the time when the play hit the West End. They cast a black Hermione for the yeah, first run yeah. of the show, and it was like a big sort of, you know, actually, we're doing colourblind casting, it doesn't fucking matter, great. And then, obviously, clearly, they've they sort of done, done it again. But Angelica Bell, she appeared to try to ask and then step round the question, and did you have any idea about what the character should... Um, look like that's right that's like, exactly just it, it. Yeah. just say just it just say it because it's, it's fine it's fine that's the I mean, point isn't it yeah. that's the point it is worth saying all those people who sort of go well why is a black actress playing or a black actor in fact I mean let's, let's get it bang on uh, why is a black actor playing the, the role of Hermione you want to say have you seen fucking Harry Potter right there's a, there's a flying car and they're yeah. on broomsticks yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I shouldn't worry too much about you know whether she comes from this part of Earth or that part of Earth there's literally a, a drag 
dragon that and comes I think, out of an I mean, egg. I, I remember reading, I think, the first two pages of a Harry Potter book and dismissing it as rubbish and for children. But I'm fairly sure the ethnicity of Hermione is never mentioned at all no, anyway, is no. it? So it's in your it, own head. The, the, wrong, the, the casting you should be angry about is that girl who was in the films. <laughs> She's the wrong one. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. She got better as she got older. I mean, it would have been hard not to. <laughs> oh, and bloody Daniel Radcliffe couldn't act at all when it started. Absolutely <laughs> Always shocking. reminds me in the early ones of Tony Blair. He's like a miniaturised <laughs> Tony is. Blair. The intonation's huh. really similar. Very keen to do some magic. It's, uh, <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. Invadio Arrakis. <laughs> that, that is a go-to for me now. That is a good go-to. Surely Invadio Arrakis. <laughs> Arrakis. 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 Invade Uranus is I'm what just, I'm saying. I'm just going to go and put the kettle on. You carry on. Are you sure you don't want to play Kiss Chase? <laughs> yeah, oh, in a minute. Okay, good. Um, it was... Uh, I mean, we are scooting about all over the place here, I realise, but uh, was it Thursday, the Charlene Spiteri episode? Oh, yeah. Matt mentioned the rickshaw challenge again. Oh, here we go. I know. And she did arrive in a supercar. A McLaren. Anyway, uh, now Hardy Wonshaw viewers will remember uh, our rickshaw challenge and maybe that McLaren, the supercar manufacturers, designed our last rickshaw. That was the reveal. Oh. Yes, yes. Well, they've been at it again. Take a look at this. One of the world's fastest supercars. <laughs> That's not a rickshaw, by the way. No, it isn't. The <laughs> 720S Pudsy Oh, and in it, I guess, all the way from Texas. So again, they can't decide whether they want to pollute the planet, save the planet, just, pollute the planet. Just, save I the was planet. confused, really confused about that because they're going, they're saying, and here she is. Now that, that is an unnecessary journey. If oh, ever yeah. I saw an unnecessary journey, it's a McLaren F1, yeah, trundling round the corner of the one show piazza with Charlie Spateri in it. Just because the McLaren made the one show rickshaw, didn't they? Do you remember? And now there's a McLaren. And, yeah. what, what? and what are you seeing there on the BBC? What is that if not some kind of weird commercial partnership? Yeah, it's very yeah. strange. Yeah, well, exactly that. And then, of course, it was for Carfest, and and that we you know we've already talked about with with Chris Evans doing this this Carfest thing and Charlene Spiteri in it. Is it? Do you know if it's taking place in 1996? <laughs> <laughs> what was she? What was she talking about? The car, car was, the car was a DeLorean. <laughs> 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 was she? Well, why was she on Charlene Spiteri? What, what's because she done? she's playing Carfest with Texas, her her soporific band. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, those are the words I use myself. <laughs> I mean, she seems so lovely, but fuck me, yeah, <laughs> just so boring. There's always an undercurrent as well of like it was, it was the same with the, the kids from Fame. Everyone's, you know, there's got to be a. But we're doing it for the kids. We're doing it for the little kiddies. The little kiddies. Yeah. It's like yeah, and everyone gets emotional and talks about the charities and stuff. It's like yeah, yeah, fine, okay, whatever. Um, but it really, you're just a bunch of people in big cars yeah and I remember if I remember listening to it, it was unlistenable the Chris Evans breakfast show every year when he would just do like endless shows the about worst car show fest. of the year and it was just millionaires ringing going I'm three million for a go in that one with the famous woman with the tits yeah like, I, I can't listen to any more revving engines or people flopping money on the table <laughs> <laughs> he's had to, uh, now he's gone to Virgin Chris he's had to change tack on his festival so oh, really? he's got a new festival oh he has yeah because uh, I mean I'm not I, again I'm not saying that he personally gained anything out of it. Of course not. That would no. be ridiculous. No, what a what a notion of even even you know using it not to pay tax. But the, the, but it, now he's got a new festival called Run Fest or something, uh-huh. which is the same thing. But he's stolen the idea of Park Run 
uh, and turn that into a music festival. So uh, it's, a, it's a running festival, a running marathon, and food that, festival yeah, for yeah, the family. Yeah. So, so, you, so sorry, you thing. go running at a festival? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's like the park run thing. We're, we're I, all going to sign up for that. I didn't we? think I would. I, I could be less interested <laughs> in going to either festivals or running. <laughs> sorry, but congratulations, sorry, <laughs> fewer interested. Right? <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Fuck off, Yamas! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off your anus. <laughs> That's it. We'll be back next week. Please do rate, review and tell your friends about this podcast. We do only accept five-star ratings and glowing reviews. Anything else, we simply pass on to some shite-off BBC sounds. Remember, no green sofas are kept in this podcast overnight. But while you're remembering that, also remember this. And remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the... (coughs) (laughs) 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 Please welcome radio professional John Holmes. You heard a great big owl? Yes, they make this podcast. Yeah, but not just this podcast. You're shitting me. Name some others. Well, there's Trolled. We had Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on. Oh, yeah, and there's Crime Club. Did you get done for that? Yeah. There's The Fear. It's a kid's show. They really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone down Howard's way had you not asked me. There's Friends with Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel pours fat down. (laughs) And there's Ask the Nincompoops. Kids ask us the questions they want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting. Great big owl. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. 
code PROGRAM.